Welcome to my bathtub. Thank you. <laughs> so your name is Ilinka Tuvene. You're an actress from Romania and you came last year to study acting in New York. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us more? <laughs> um, well, I moved here a year ago, so now it kind of feels like home more than, you know, it doesn't feel like New York, the greatest city in the world anymore, which it still is for me, but it's more like it's my home. But uh, yeah, I decided last year in fall that I want to, you know, change something. I want, like, I've always had this drive for crazy things and passion in my life. So I thought New York would be great. And I was super excited. I was like super crazy. I did everything like in three days for school, like my recommendations, my essays. I was so thorough. And then they accepted me. And two months later, I was flying through Amsterdam by myself with two huge suitcases coming to New York. <laughs> Cool. And, um, well, I don't know, because you, you've been here for a year, so you have a sense of how the, you know, theater and film industry is, you know, in New York. I'm wondering if you already see differences with how it is like in Romania or in Europe in general. Um, what's, what's happening there that we don't know about? Well, the main difference is the size of the things, you know, like... We have so much more opportunities here because there's so many more things happening. There's like a thousand theaters, there's all these investors, whereas in Romania it's a tiny little country. So you work for yourself and you try to make your project the best. There's not a lot of outside help. But I think the main simile is that there's a lot of people who are super talented and very driven and really hardworking and you always meet somebody here and there who wants to do great work. So there's always a Like, I really love meeting people who I get along more than on a person with more than on a personal level. Like, we kind of have the same, I don't know, the same goals in a way. And, like, we feel like we're on the same artistic wavelength. And I feel that that's, it happens in Europe, too. But the main difference is that I feel like in Europe, it's harder to convince people. Okay. Well, I'm going to go back. So... To me, uh, my experience of being a working actress in uh, in the United States is really New York enables so many collaborations because people come from all over, and we have different sensibilities. Mm -hmm. So these, yeah, the, the the relationship between you know actress, director, and and one project, and then another project, it really brings to a, an interesting depth in mm -hmm. in the work. Um, so I'm curious, I mean, when is the last projects you did, you know, when you were in, uh... Well, in Romania? Sure, I mean, just... Well, a tendency that I feel, like, it's exactly what you were saying, that and there's so many people in New York, whereas in Europe, I feel like sometimes we tend to, like, you see the same director casting the same actress over and over again, and sometimes you feel like you're never gonna break in. Mm -hmm. Whereas in New York, I feel like people give you more of a chance. But, um... The last project I did was a play. It was for a fest theater festival. It was a, an American play, actually. It was a Dinner with Friends by Donald Margulies, and we had to play these uptight people living in New, uh, New England and going to the vineyard and having fancy dinners. <laughs> <laughs> But um, Romina is very forthcoming with American culture. Like, we've, I've, you know, I've watched American movies since I was five. Everything's in English. Like, we're very pro-America. So... It was really well received. Like everybody felt like they know those people somehow. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It was it was fun. Like every and everybody made fun of us because we were really typecast. 
<laughs> well, I'm curious, you know, if, if people from who live in Romania know that they know America, like what is what is one thing that would give us a really great insight about what is Romanian culture or like you uh, see what I'm saying? Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because yeah. how do we know? Like, you know, the world is, is so big and sometimes you know, maybe America is the, the the center of it all, like the heart of it all, I don't know. And um, when we live here, uh, it's not the same as in Europe, where there's a lot of cool productions. Yeah, and different, like the difference in Europe, every country has its own personality. It's so many tiny countries with such a different point of view on everything. Like, for instance, we could, people claim that Romania and Bulgaria are very really similar, but if you look at it deep down our languages are completely different and culturally and soulfully we there are so many differences it's like being from new york or from la you're different but i guess i don't know we drink what we we can hold our drinks okay cool <laughs> next time i meet someone from romania <laughs> i eat a steak and then have a beverage <laughs> um but i guess we are very um oh well it's a very welcoming sort of uh society hospitable hospitable and loving and like you know the Romanian grandma will give you 10 dishes of food just so mm -hmm. she makes sure you're fine and our actually our folk music is really beautiful and there's all these modern adaptations of it at the moment which are a combination between you know rock and pop and the basis of our folk like roots and all the myths because it's a very mythological culture we have a lot of superstitions and a lot of like in the villages we believe in ghosts and like There's a night of the year, it's called, I don't know, the night of the fairies, I guess, in English. And the fairies come and they, like, kidnap the men of the village and they steal their souls. And Wow. There's a lot of very interesting mythology. So I guess that's a very, very Romanian thing. And I didn't know. I mean, I know you for a long time, but I didn't know about it. I'm actually pretty curious about this because I love um, uh, traditions. Yeah. In the area of France where I'm from... On December 8th, we light all the houses and all the windows. Um, it's it's the, 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 we're supposed to honor Marie. Uh, and uh, it was, I guess there was a plague at some point and that's how this holiday came to be. And so when I was a kid, we would get in the car and like drive around the town mm -hmm. and yeah, and see all these, everyone's, you know, the, your friends' homes lit you know differently it's and so, so to me yeah th but these traditions they're so there's maybe sometimes um i mean in america there's thanksgiving and there is um a number of president you know yeah. day and, and valentine's day and sure <laughs> <laughs> but but these um, things you know sometimes people don't understand what it means to actually have these little elements of tradition yeah. my f <laughs> my favorite holiday is the first of march because it's the coming of spring and basically we have these strings uh that are red and white so boys have to tie it up to the girl's wrists and if the boy likes you he'll tie it up for you and oh. he'll bring you a pin so every time in like middle school would be excited and count how many we got from the boys and it's so nice because everybody buys gifts and like somehow it's always kind of sunny for some reason so we all feel like we're defrosting Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, it's really cute. Yeah. In uh, well, I mean, uh, we have uh, for the Fête du Travail, um, Labor Day in France is May first. We give muguet. It's a lovely little flower that looks like little bells, little white bells. Oh, I know them. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I th I feel like in the United States, people define each other um, 
roughly you know by their race sometimes and when you're in europe people define each other by their nationality more that's true yeah, yeah i agree with that because i mean we're racially varied in europe too but it's more about the fundamentals of where we come from not about mm -mm. our religion or stuff like that it's it's somehow more about traditions which is kind of cool nice And so, what about your family? Are they okay with you being here? Do you have brother and sisters? Like, no, where I'm, are they now? <laughs> luckily, I'm an only child, so I was very spoiled. Yes. <laughs> But, um, I mean, my parents... Um, my mom lives in France, actually, at the moment, because my parents are divorced, so my dad lives in Bucharest, but my mom lives in the south of France. Mm -hmm. And I'm dying to go there and see the south of France. But um, I think it was great for them, for me, that I left... Because I've always, you know, I've always wanted independence. I hated being cold 20 times a night when I went out. So now there's this whole trust that we've gained. And actually, it's I'm so happy to say that my parents are actually friends now. And they weren't before. But Thanks now, to you. Yeah. Thanks to New York. Because <laughs> I'm gone, so they freak out so much about what's happening to me that they need to talk. Oh, yes, I see. And they're going to actually come together to see my graduation and stuff. So oh, that's wow. kind of nice. Yeah. I want to have food with you guys. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> Um, all right. Um, I don't know. You told me that there was this uh, international theater festival in Bucharest. Oh, yeah. I'm curious no, about it's in it. Sibiu, actually. Mm -hmm. Sibiu is in Transylvania, which is, in my opinion, the most beautiful part of the country because it's very it has a lot of uh, Austro-Hungarian influences. So there's a lot of castles and like fortress little towns. And Sibiu was declared the uh, European uh, capital of culture in 2006, I think. I might be wrong, I'm not sure. But it's the third international theater festival in Europe, I think, as size. It's after Edinburgh and something else. And it's just such a wonderful experience. I've never been there, to be honest, but I've have had friends who've been there. And it's, you know, it's like 10 theater shows a day and parties and like it's in the summer. So the city is gorgeous. It's very immersive. You basically take over the city center and everybody there is in the festival. And what I love most is that it's a perfect blend. Like, there's Romanian directors and Romanian actors that bring their stuff there, but at the same time, there's a huge amount of foreign things. Oh, nice. And I think that's, like, to get to see these incredibly well-known Russian directors who have, like, basically Tony Awards in Russia or Lithuanian or French, it's just so fascinating because you can make a parallel and I, I adore theater so for me it's always every time there's an international festival I'm like I want to see everything and actually Robert Wilson the American director put up a play there and I just I think it's wonderful that we're getting so international as a world and I think that globalization is great from that point of view because mm. this huge American director who works for like he gets so paid so well went and did a show in this tiny little country. Mm -hmm. So I think it's it's a wonderful progress. Can you see a play in Spanish or play in French? Or or is it more the interest that's um, well, sort of multifaceted? You see it in the language they were built in, but we have subtitles, of course. Okay, so it's like going to the Met. Yeah, sort of. And like... Spanish and French maybe I can understand, but I saw a play in Hungarian, and if I didn't have subtitles, I wouldn't have understood anything. Yeah. I feel like in Europe there's a little bit more of the, um, it's, it's, I don't know, here everything is in English and has to be in a perfect accent, whereas exactly. there's a lot of, you know, the New York is cosmopolitan, people come from everywhere, but it's not represented in the media. 
mm. as such. And when I perform as a singer, I like to take different translations together within a song. So I sing Besame Mucho in Spanish and French and English. So that mm. I'm curious sometimes about what would theater be like if it was a little bit more multicultural? And it was if we would really embrace the diversity that is representative of not just, you see, like audiovisual, not just the visual, oh, this person looks like they are diversity, but the actual diversity of, of the language, of the plays, of the themes that are, you know, being produced, and then of the, the, the performers. I mean, do they really... It's the same problem, like, okay, you have an, a handicapped person in the film. Are we using a handicapped person? Are we using an actor who's portraying handicapped? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, uh, sometimes I like to think of the accent as an authentic... Part of you. Handicap for, yeah. the, for the language, but it also adds so much authenticity. And yeah? I know, and I wish... I just feel like it's baby steps here because people claim that they're so open to international audiences and international actors but then you go to an audition and they're like you have an accent and the problem is it's I'm working on mine really hard I'm taking a lot of classes for standard American dialect and it's not only about the difficulty of getting the vowels right and everything that's okay it's just technique but you need to change who you are basically Because your voice and your personality, of course, it changes by the language. Like, I'm different in Romanian than I'm in English. Yeah. But it wasn't such a big difference. It was like, it's fine, I like English me. But now I feel like I've reached this limit where I'm like, I need to change myself to sound American. And I'm not sure if I really want that right now, you know? It's like, it's a scary decision to make. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I can feel the, I can experience the differences between me in French and, and, and me in English. I'm awesome when I'm upset in French. One time they made me lost my plane and I was at the airport and I was furious and I was with an ex-ex-ex-boyfriend at the time and I was like, oh my God, if only we could understand all of like, what I'm saying. But I was just so funny because I was upset and I was upset in French. Whereas when you're upset in English, you're like, just shut up. Yeah. Okay, get over yourself. In French, it doesn't feel the same. There's not really something that's it's physically... visceral. Yeah, it's satisfying like, to yeah. be upset somehow. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, so in a play, if you play, depending on... And then there's the same um, question with... Uh, what is a French play? What is an American play? I, was, I, was, um, I have a friend who's helping me with the monologue. And Yasmina Reza is a French playwright. Okay, she's even from North Africa, but it is material that's essentially written in French. And we were talking about God of Carnage, and he was like, no, no, that's an American play. It would have been played by a French person. But, but it's, it's, it is a French play, and it's still like part of, you know, you have the sort of the ego or the pride, you know, of, of the, this is part of my culture. And then because it's done on Broadway, in a, it was wonderful. I saw it the day before they won all these Tonys. Oh, like cool. all the way at the top of the theater. We had two seats there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you see, like, so then if, if the, like, for example, I mean, uh, some, uh, I can think of anyone, like some, some foreign director, like uh, Elia Kazal, right? Uh, originally came from Greece, I think. But then he became very successful here. Or Charles Chaplin is, mm -hmm. is a British guy. So then, but then because it's embraced in the American culture... You them as American. Yes, American people who are born here, it's part of their culture. And they think that's American, but actually they're you know, influences that are subtle. 
Yeah. And especially because America is the reason I came here out of all countries is that it's a country of immigrants, right? That's how it started. And sometimes I feel like I have a friend who's obsessed with all these history documentaries and she's reading about American history and she's really into it at the moment. And she was like, you know, we have the same values that they had in the 1700s when they came here and established a colony because we want to like, it's cultural, it's multicultural, we're all different. But I guess in 200 years it became sort of, it became more of a like nuclear thing more than like yeah, the country the, obtained got its, its, own identity. its own identity yeah. so now they're not that open I guess they're still very open to immigrants compared to a lot of other countries but there's more of a like the visa process is the best example also there is you know there there is a system whereas in Europe there hasn't been a, a great uh, struggle with immigration so now they're not prepared for it so they don't know how to handle they're it whereas yeah whereas here there is a system and um, it's always a challenge because there's always people try I think there was a at some point they, they decided people who were here more than five years and have a child I don't know you know sometimes they have to make adjustments mm -hmm. um, but yeah it's a, it's a, moving here for me also you you feel like people who come to New York they have the attitude of um, having faith in a goal of theirs mm. or wanting to make a life special of their own you know yeah yeah so it's it's really interesting people kind of like a leap of faith you go and and want to do something with your life you kind do of thing. yeah it's no there's no safety blanket yeah which is scary but it does make you incredibly driven I feel like New York is a whole is a country on its own <laughs> exactly it is it is part of America but it's so much more <laughs> I feel when people ask me where I'm from it's I'm having a little bit of it's hard for me like a, a little bit of an identity crisis because I've, I know I've just left Romania for a year, but I felt like New York has been such an intense experience that I feel like so connected to this place. I feel like I've been here forever. Maybe it's tacky to say that, but it just always felt very welcoming to me. Mm -hmm. So when people ask me where I'm from, I'm like, well, you know, it's this whole confusing story. So I decided I'm just going to say I'm from New York because it's like a country. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the country of New York. I, I think it's it's uh it's it's correct. When I arrived here also I felt that I had always been an American or mm -hmm. you know about my attitude about being very proactive about things I wanted and everything. And right away I felt you know I mean there was always people who were telling me well after 3 years after 5 years after 7 years blah 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 you're a New Yorker. And it, I think it's 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 so wrong because I feel like being a New Yorker it's a state of mind it's so when you feel it's like. a personal decision yeah, yeah of course yeah. of course and so now I'm I'm actually uh, because I got my citizenship in America as well so I have both and I think the best way to say who I am if I wanted to describe it in the dictionary is I'm a I'm a French New Yorker Right? Yeah. Yeah. True. So what are you what is what is next? So you're going to finish your school and yeah. fall in love with the Prince Charming or Oh of course. <laughs> exactly. It's on my to do list. Okay. <laughs> uh no. Tell I'm... us about the, 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 the visa, what what the process is, because I know you've done a lot of research. And you're good at that stuff, you know how it works. So maybe you can take us through the motions. If someone doesn't know how these things work, then then <laughs> I love talking about the visa. <laughs> well, basically, if you do, it depends on your school, but most schools offer optional practical training. So you're allowed to work in your field for money, completely legally, 
for a year. Mm -hmm. And then after that ends, you have a two-month period of, like, a grace period when you can leave the country and then you're done. But during OPG, there is the option to apply for the artist visa, the O-1 visa, which is the visa for aliens with extraordinary abilities in the fields of art, sciences, <laughs> and medicine, or something wow. like that. And it looks so scary. Like, if you read the website, they like, so you need to have an Oscar or a Nobel Prize or a Pulitzer, and you're like, okay, I'm never going to make it. But actually, I've come to the conclusion after extensive research that is just about proving the American government that you can make money. Because, of course, they're tough on immigrants. Because, you know, there's all these people trying to use the resources of the country. So if you want to live here, you need to prove to them that you're going to make some revenue. Yeah. And be an in integral part of this machine that the country is. And pay your taxes and be a good citizen. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's why they're so rough on immigration. Because they don't want to, you know, end up bankrupt or and, like, and stuff. So, so I, basically, they're um, they're letting um, people in their fields uh, who are not taking the place of another American. So they exactly. need to bring something unique from their culture, and then part of the process also includes having a um, a company or an entity that sponsors that your arrival you. here. So, so that and that person has to be American, so that it's sort of a trust thing. I I assume like you have an American citizen, for you. yeah, vouching for you, and then I guess. The best thing, in my opinion, is just to work hard. And if you love what you do, you're going to work. And then you give them a file that proves how much you want this and how much you've worked and how much proof you have that you are a working actor and that you're special and that you can bring something to the table. And I, they're not crazy. They'll accept it. Yeah. Well, yeah. good luck with that, because I have gone through the process, and it's a, it's a, it's an endeavor that's really challenging because you, you in a way, as as an artist, you want to be humble, but here you are, and you have to prove your worth, yeah. and you have to um, to ask uh, people you trust in your field, you have to ask them to vouch for you in a very eloquent manner, and it's really, um, it's a personal, you acquire sort of professional humility. <laughs> You see, yeah. because it's like you're putting yourself... Once you sort of graduate this step, then I feel that it's, in a way, it's making us um, international um, performers. It's making us in, in... It's giving us a strong edge because we've worked so hard already to get to, to just having the right to work to in work. our industry where we live. And um, and I feel like it's it's making us powerful in a different way than people who are American, who can work, you know, whatever they, you know, it, it kind of amps up the stakes. Because we, we, don't, we don't have the luxury of time. We have one year, and yeah. one year we need to work enough to prove to them that we're yes. good enough to stay, so anyone, then you're very buzzed, you're yeah. always, always ambitious. Yeah, anyone who, who graduates from any college in any degree should be given some kind of pressure like this to, yeah. to deliver something exceptional of themselves, you I know? I totally agree. You don't have kids, you don't have a mortgage, <laughs> you don't have a car yet. Do! Do something beautiful with your life, exactly. you know? and I feel like, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm terrified of the visa, but at the same time I'm grateful that it, it exists. Mm -hmm. Because every day I wake up and I'm like, I'm not going to slack. I'm going to do the work I love to make myself better and to get a big portfolio that proves that I'm working. Yeah. Well, so. that's what it is to be a, a New Yorker, yeah. right? <laughs> so I can say you're a New Yorker. Hey. <laughs> I know what it feels like. Um, well, thank you. So good luck. We will follow you. you. What is your website? It's uh, 
It's so complicated. It's going to be <laughs> it's going to be ilinka-tuvene.com. Okay, and we'll go visit you there and maybe on the Facebook. Yes. And um and yeah. on the Instagram. <laughs> well, all over the internet all over, because and everywhere. Yes, yes, because uh, all of us performers have to do that nowadays. Yeah. And I you know, I thank you so much for for um, being the first person to get wet on the inner tub with me. It's a really silly idea, but uh I think it's fun and it's comfortable. In a it's kind of cozy. We're, we're warm. We're having some tea and stuff. Um, yeah, but uh, it feels that uh, I don't know. I'm I'm really um, uh, I look forward to to doing more of these interviews because I feel that it it puts us in a context where we are we're vulnerable yeah. in a way and um, and I think it's nice because we can empower like women in the industry mm-hmm. it's very male driven um, yeah. the entertainment industry so I don't know you're the first and I, I'm really thankful for that you yeah, <laughs> had a great time cool <laughs> see you soon, see you soon. <laughs> cut <laughs> <laughs>